0: Welcome to Tech Effect, a monthly podcast series brought to you by TesnoLab. I'm Adrian, the host of the podcast, and together with industry experts, we provide discussions and advanced insights about trending topics in software engineering. Don't miss out on new episodes and let's keep advancing your skills and knowledge set. Hello and welcome. Hi. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, hello and welcome everyone to Podcast Tech Effect. In this uh, particular episode, we'll be discussing the topic of audio and video software quality manual testing, correct? Yep. And uh, we will discuss what it is, uh, how it's done, and uh, why is it important and when to actually use it. Uh, So, yeah, hello, introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, my name is Edgars. Um, I am one of the basically first members of our AV department. Uh, And um, yeah, been working with AV for, it's like three years, I guess. And uh, yeah, was a part of the, one of the longer running AV projects and uh, I'm looking forward to talking about it.
0: Awesome. Uh, About me, I'm an expert in audio and video testing, uh, leading efforts to ensure the accuracy and consistency of test result data also managing one of the largest and biggest uh, benchmarking projects. So yeah, thank you, Edgar, for joining us today. It's uh, really great to have you on the podcast. Uh, how are you feeling?
1: Well, I'm excited uh, about joining this uh, podcast. I've been watching before. You've been watching yeah, before? Uh, yes, of course. All of the episodes? Maybe not all, but uh, <laughs> but some of them that uh, were more connected to me, like with Dennis and, uh, and then maybe like Romance. Uh-huh. Yeah, that
0: was the first one. That was uh-huh. really nice. It's yeah. actually how, how it all started. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with the most uh, serious question the whole series. Uh, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, which food would you pick? Well,
1: <laughs> starting with the hard hitters, already. of course. Um, yeah, I would say... T- like i would like to say chicken and rice to justify how much of that i eat but uh, i would say maybe like pancakes i like making pancakes on sunday mornings cheat meal i guess It's probably protein pancakes <laughs> 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 that's 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 another question but yeah <laughs> probably pancakes like okay. making them
0: let's move to maybe more topical question uh why did you choose to work in the
1: it field i worked with computers Like already even as a kid, maybe from like, I started using a computer when I was like four. Um, And back in school, uh, I would usually be the tech kid that would like help teachers with presentations and whatnot. Uh, I mean, I had the chance to miss lessons and stuff that was nice, but uh, I was always interested in in computers and IT and uh, yeah, going forward, I just saw it as as a... Um, like, thing that I could do for the rest of my life, I guess. It amazes
0: me that you started it at the age of four. Amazing.
1: (laughs) I mean, just as I, like, learned to read, I could read the stuff on the computer and uh, kind of just went on from there. I guess just had a knack for it.
0: How did you land up and why did you exactly choose the quality assurance? Because, as we know, there's a lot of different uh, ways you can go in the IT field.
1: Yeah, um... When I was uh, back at it again, when I was uh, when I was a kid, um, we would uh, work at our like uh, countryside home with my brother and my father, and there was always this uh, running joke from my father that uh, my brother would always lose stuff, and I had like a knack for breaking stuff, and in a way, I guess it uh, reflects my <laughs> everyday job as well—just finding things to break in, like software and then hardware, maybe. And to just work on from that. But um, otherwise, yeah, it was just like one of the opportunities that came up uh, after university. And uh, yeah, others told that it was interesting. I tried it out and it is really interesting.
0: Would you choose to work in a software QA if you had to do it all again?
1: Yeah, I think I I would. Uh, I have tried other things as well. I've tried like uh, some development stuff that just, was like a part of the, our QA uh, like work in our project and like writing like writing scripts, writing code but uh, like straight up just delving into the software and then and, and trying to figure out how it works, uh, how, how to break it or, or whatever without like real guidelines that's, that's kind of how I started and what I enjoy doing
0: But how did you get to the audio and video testing?
1: Um In Tesla Lab, one of the first projects, or rather the first project that I uh, worked into was also somewhat connected with audio video. Uh, And just the opportunity came up. Uh, I was recognized as someone that could maybe start out in the audio video department as it was just, it wasn't really a department yet. It was like one project, two projects. And uh, yeah, with uh, me and others that started out, we were like, maybe like 14, 15 people at the start. Uh, yeah, we managed to grow the uh, the projects and the, make the department. And now we're like more than 100 people working on this stuff. And it's uh, been been fun. And uh, yeah, with also the re- more recent stuff that happened with how the demand rose, there was always work to do and and like results to get. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been fun.
0: Incredible, incredible growth over the years. Yeah, um, yeah. I think let's um, maybe discuss more what is the purpose of the manual audio and video testing and how does it uh, differs from the automated ways?
1: Yeah, so... Manual testing, like manual testing in general, it, it kind of goes down to audio video as well. It's like the first step in, in, in evaluation of uh, like conferencing uh, apps or, or like other voice over IP uh, solutions to just uh, explore the the, the like basic quality, basic functionality of the, the product. And uh, from that you can, obviously grow it into like automation and whatnot uh, when you want to scale it up. But uh, yeah, we, we do audio video uh, evaluation. It's handled by highly skilled uh, engineers in highly customizable setups that can be customized to uh, like uh, accommodate any like requests that our clients make. We always uh, offer Everything, basically, what we can gather, we offer to each other, uh, like every client, and then they can just choose what uh, we run, and then from that we can grow it into automation and stuff like that.
0: Okay. Uh, When do you think companies should opt for the manual and audio video testing?
1: Um, Frequently when it's like a fresh product, uh, newly newly made application, or or just someone that can like wants to uh, branch out into audio, video stuff, um, and the software has like frequent changes or, or, or like in functionality or uh, changes in, in quality and uh, maybe like the solutions with uh, various uh, network conditions and stuff like that, uh, manual is uh, sort of like better than automation because uh, we can, adapt more quickly to that stuff.
0: So it means you can get immediate results right?
1: Yeah, the engineers can immediately uh, like uh, notice maybe some observations in, in functionality or the quality, maybe set like subjective results already from what they see in testing both for video and audio, uh, maybe like notice uh, things in, in network side. And that we can uh, immediately offer to the client and just show them, and maybe uh, change the processes needed, the setup is needed. Uh, yeah, with more established clients that have been working in a field for longer, automation can be usually better. Is it just the the uh, functionalities are mostly the same? You just make the setup and you can run it over long time periods and then get the results daily and whatnot. But uh, the manual testing is more customizable and more day-to-day stuff that can...
0: So it's 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 more for the exploratory testing type of ways and and some other use cases that can be automated.
1: Potentially. Yeah, with, with more uh, recent times how... Uh, the requests have been coming in, it's more of a that sort of thing. When it was starting out, it was mostly manual testing because even we didn't really have automation setups up to that scale yet. It was mostly manual testing, manual result requirement, like running scripts, uh, evaluating the qualities, but uh, yeah, it, it the whole industry changes and grows and we need to adapt to it.
0: Yep. Uh, what are the technical differences between testing the software audio quality and testing, for example, the video quality manually?
1: Um, Mostly the testing uh, for both audio and video is done at the same time. Uh, The setup is mostly like one large uh, entity. Uh, But uh, the idea itself uh, is that audio quality is mostly full reference, Uh, just... uh, Uh, running the appropriate algorithms to get results like Polkaviz and stuff like that. What
0: does the full reference really mean?
1: Uh, You have the original audio file and you have the uh, end file from the receiver device, receiver user, and then you just compare compare it uh, one to other and the algorithm gets the result from that and maybe like compares uh, stuff that we can't really hear and uh, gets you up like a, real score from for example, like 1 to 4.5 or 1 to five to really just give like the first impression of how, how good is it compared to the original stuff, what we can't really maybe tell when we listen to that file. Okay uh, But for like video quality, uh, we both have we also have full reference that you have, you have the original video file, you have the end file from the receiver device. Uh, but the, there's also uh, more subjective uh, evaluation that uh, uses algorithms that have been uh, uh, first run with our uh, engineers, giving just their own subjective, like uh, mean opinion scores of, of the video. And uh, then those can sometimes uh, get like. Uh, more comprehensible result in the end for the client than maybe some full reference that doesn't really at first show anything unless you check uh, like reference images, reference video files and stuff like that. It mostly differs in the way that we also show the data because uh, seeing images uh, is more maybe comprehensible than hearing audio files because you can listen with different devices, different uh, headphones, whatever.
0: So different uh, devices and different headphones impact the quality?
1: When you're, uh, basically, yeah. and uh, Also when you're using the, for example, voice over IP software or whatever, if you just have uh, worse speakers or whatever, you're gonna have worse audio quality. With the video, it's maybe less different, you know, you have uh, your laptops and whatnot, they will have similar screens but the uh, audio is is it's a little bit more complicated in that regard.
0: What type of metrics are used for video quality because you mentioned full reference and uh, where, where, where does it come from?
1: Uh, there's uh, a lot of like industry standard full, re- full reference algorithms like VMAF, uh, SSIM, PSNR, uh, there are like more subjective ones like brisk and uh vqtdl uh and uh for other stuff that can come into video quality will be stuff like uh frame rate fps so uh, fps is video fluidity right yeah yeah uh because yeah you can have a good quality image but if the the video is not moving like can you really say that it's a good quality video
0: Well, for the user from user side perspective of course not
1: (coughs) also stuff like uh, freezes uh, freeze count and uh, freeze length and uh, audio video synchronization and if you see someone talking but you don't hear the audio it well it goes both ways it both video and audio and it's just uh, more stuff to explore and investigate in that regard.
0: Uh, what type of specific uh, equipment and tools are typically used for uh, manual audio testing and
1: how do they work? Uh, usually, our setups are for example, if there's a single sender, single receiver, uh, there's uh, a device that handles the audio, both uh, input for the sender and then capturing both uh, the sender output and the audio that the receiver gets. Uh, We have audio cards. we have of course cables, we have uh, adapters to convert audio into input. Uh, All that is recorded on the audio audio handling device and uh, then of course sent to external servers where algorithms are run. You get the mean opinion scores basically right after the test. So
0: it's quite complex uh, equipment amount used inside, yeah and
1: it, it can really grow in complexity and like amount from the setup or the test that we want to get if there's like multiple receivers there's going to be more like audio cards more cables more stuff and that's uh, stuff that uh, manual testing really works with
0: does somehow the equipment differs if i want to just test mm-hmm. the audio quality and if in comparison to video quality
1: Uh, For us it's uh, handled separately, most of the time you have uh, separate audio recordings, separate video recordings. Um, Also there's projects where we get everything together, for example if you want to check, like as I mentioned before, audio video synchronization and stuff like that. But uh, in terms of devices, uh, maybe there's less for video quality as it's uh, a recording screen recording done on the device itself, or uh, like in mobile setups, maybe it's a separate device that records the, the receiver screen. And then also, yeah, also our scripts and, and, and processing team and or, or like automated processing uh, solutions get the, the end results that we can show to the client.
0: Uh, how the client can, uh, well, are the different methods of how client can see the results? how Um, how do they get the results
1: well usually there's basically always a final report that uh, shows data in a more comprehensible way maybe there's like a comparison between two specific scenarios or two specific applications or or platforms to see for example some video calling app how it performs on android or how it performs on ios Uh, we usually work on work on that quite heavily to show it in a comprehensible way so that uh, the client could really understand the um, importance of the data. But we also uh, offer like the full collection of data and the like test files themselves. So if they have like uh, specific engineers in terms of like video quality or audio quality uh, so that they can also take a look at them and and, and compare like if, if the data really makes sense, if the uh, evaluation would really be realistic. Because I mean, everyone has different levels of like expertise and stuff. Uh, But yeah, we usually have graphs, tables, like uh, comparisons and stuff. And then there's (laughs) a full stack of the, all of the data that they can delve into further.
0: Could you give us insight and explain more about how is both audio and video quality testing carried out in practice?
1: So yeah, we have, uh, Extensive testing setups, which include both audio and video testing, both for uh, like single senders, uh, single receivers, multiple senders, multiple receivers, and um, yeah, in manual testing side, a lot of this, lot of it is done by the uh, engineer itself, both starting uh, the the audio playback, video playback, audio recording. Uh, uh, video recording network uh, stuff. Uh, it's all started by the engineer. We have, of course, uh, made it, so it's, everything happens basically at the same time. And yeah, we have, uh, as I already explained before, the audio setup with the audio cards and whatnot, with the recording of both sender output and uh, what the receiver receives, and uh, the screen recording on receiver device. We also have an extern- external camera, that uh, recording both screens to detect uh, the delay between what the sender sends and receiver gets. Um, yeah. And all of that is, of course, recorded at the end on external devices, then uh, carried out to, to to processing, which can then uh, get the final data, like uh, the actual metrics uh, that show the quality of the call, and maybe like, uh, other things that uh, maybe you wouldn't want to see, like in terms of, for example, like network, you would have like packet loss in uh, video, you would have like uh, freezes and stuff like that. How how
0: can you simulate or create these environments?
1: Uh, We have extensive network setups with our own internal uh, like virtual routers and virtual networks on which you can then set limitations on uh, specific devices uh both like if we have uh before noticed maybe some application working worse on lower bitrate or with higher packet mm-hmm. loss and stuff like uh, jitter and then all that stuff uh like additional delays and all that to just see how uh, how much and in what ways it uh, impacts the quality
0: so, so completely all the things you can do with network can be uh, manually adjust to simulate the most realistic uh, let's say environment?
1: Yeah uh, it, it depends also on like what could the client wishes maybe it's like uh, if if for example the application has uh, multiple levels of uh, how they adjust the quality depending on the like network connection for example if they have like one step that's like 500 kilobits then like a megabit two megabits or unlimited maybe they have uh, like specific ways how they handle packet loss be five percent ten percent stuff like that if uh, if there's stuff like that then we can just run the whole test at that or we can uh, set uh, something more maybe more realistic where the bitrate changes over time, packet loss changes over time, there's like a sudden delay, maybe sudden disconnections, we can handle all that with our network setup. And then, yeah, just uh, see how it uh, impacts the quality, and when there's stuff like uh, disconnections and whatnot, uh, it's stuff that uh, maybe couldn't be done on automation where uh, you can uh, then, Maybe reconnect to the call, see how long the reconnection takes, stuff stuff like that that uh, our manual side does, which is more uh, on the fly. Are
0: there things like good and uh, bad metrics that you get out of these tests? And if yes, how to interpret them?
1: Uh, Most of our metrics aren't really like inherently bad or inherently good. Uh, There's you could say it's like a scale. Uh, If you see the frame rate, frames per second, you would want it to be higher, of course. If there's uh, stuff like audio or video delay.
0: For the user, it's not the higher, but let's say fluid. Yeah, yeah, maybe
1: it changes less over time, but if you have a call that's like one FPS slideshow, you wouldn't want that either. If it's Uh, not screen sharing, then yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, then there's stuff like uh, delay that you would of course, want to be as low as possible uh, to to not lose like information over time or whatever. If the delay gets uh, too long, uh, the the call might like refresh or reload or whatever, and then you would lose uh, com- like information information completely. Um, but yeah, some some like these are more uh, obvious, uh, and some might be less obvious for. The regular user, for example, some kind of uh, quality video quality evaluation, like maybe like if there's the VMAF score is like 70, it wouldn't really tell much to the end user. And then we need to show real examples what would be evaluated high, what would be low, and uh, show that to client as well. Um, and then there's maybe more specific stuff that's uh, just maybe not a metric, but like things that are detected like i mentioned i think before uh, video freezes uh stuff like that uh, if the audio and video are in sync uh yeah and uh, also there's stuff like uh, we do additionally maybe in on performance side uh capturing how much uh, like uh, processing power or or how much memory the Uh, application uses and uh, that could also impact the way how the call. (coughs)
0: So so there are several uh, type of categories that you can get metrics from, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, Uh, like the major ones that we usually do is of course video, audio, network, and sometimes performance as well, because that that is something that also can be adjusted and that will impact. Um,
0: Oh, so performance can impact the video quality.
1: Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, if, if there's, there's for example, if there's a freeze in the call, it could be both because of the network or because of the device not handling the call. And uh, yeah, that's stuff that we try to, to explore as well.
0: Are there any specific challenges or limitations to the manual testing, uh, the manual audio and video testing? And how can these be overcome or mitigated?
1: Um yeah like the main things that uh, were an issue at the beginning for example where maybe the the scale of testing that we can do or, or like uh, the types of scenarios we can do uh, we've tried to improve in, uh, in almost everything both like uh, our network setup to uh, use more uh, specific scenarios and, and conditions uh, and uh, uh, there's also been stuff with uh, like the video quality, the ways that we capture the video, the ways that we capture audio just to completely mitigate everything uh, that could impact the quality or the, like the data at the end, the metrics uh, from our side. And uh, yeah, that that has been extensive work that both helps the manual side and automation. If we exhaust like the issues on manual side that we and then we can implement it better on the automation as well and automation then can use it long term and uh, yeah just ensure the overall stability over time uh, yeah basically that would be most of it
0: are there any industry specific standards or guidelines for the manual and audio review testing and how can these be followed to ensure the consistent and reliable results
1: um like the default would be um, the stuff that impacts testing overall like um like the industry strand standards of testing itself like uh that's listed in like isdqb or, or whatever uh we in that regard it our testing doesn't really differ from anything else. There's always gonna be some sort of flow that we need to follow uh, and then ensure the quality and uh, so that we wouldn't be facing issues or like being some way biased towards anything, maybe like some specific applications or whatnot, maybe something that we use ourselves. Uh, We need to exhaust all of that. in terms of evaluation and like metrics there's industry standard metrics like for as i mentioned for full reference there's stuff like VMAF and all that um yeah and those things like this metri- metric specifically if uh, the clients have uh, also had uh, everyone has their own testing always as well if they have worked with them the industry-standard ones, they can relate, they can uh, maybe further understand the data that we provide them. Uh, We have had clients that have done testing themselves and maybe just want to scale it up more uh, or, or for example, we we prepare setups that can run one thing, then they can do their own thing on their end and just using industry standard metrics and stuff like that, that everyone understands, just ensures uh, that everyone is on the same page.
0: What type of applications do you test, because understood industry does uh, call applications, so video conferencing, right, but mm, what yeah. else can you uh,
1: test and get the quality from? Um, so yeah, we have uh, video conferencing, uh, various video calling, uh, like like social mes- messaging platforms and stuff like that. Anywhere there's uh, some sort of video or audio calling function. We also test uh, uh, playback stuff, like maybe uh, so videos posted on, for example, some sort of social media. We can run the qualities, uh, quality metrics and all that stuff and the scenarios on that as well. And uh, streaming platforms, um, basically yeah, for for audio, video testing, anything where there's some sort of audio or video, we can test. Uh, be it voice over IP or be it like some sort of videos on demand. And
0: uh, can you test screen share as well?
1: Yeah, we have done screen sharing uh, frequently as well. Uh, recently, in one of my, in one of our projects, uh, I've worked with that as well. And it's also, it's really interesting actually to see how different platforms handle that. Maybe some focus more on uh, screen sharing like presentations and stuff. You'll have lower frame rate and just focusing on, as I th- mentioned th- before, th- that's fluidity. That's the case, one frame per second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, th- there's gonna be applications that are gonna focus on like, not maybe one, but like five FPS for basically any condition that you run. Uh, some, might have higher, specifically image quality, just to uh also keeping from for example the frame rate lower. Uh, I've seen some that have higher frame rate. Maybe they're wanna they wanna share like maybe they're playing a game or whatever and they just wanna show their friends, and it's not a another solution that's maybe used in a corporate setting or or uh, education setting or whatever. And you're gonna have just. People just sharing the stuff they do with their friends, and that that maybe you also have different uh, different uh, parts of it, like improved.
0: Based on your previous experience, uh, what would you say are the most common issues
1: companies face with the audio and or video solutions? Um, overall, Tesla Lab uh, came into industry in in this capacity in a bit of a peculiar time with a global pandemic and stuff um the need for testing like conferencing or video calling apps rose quite a bit and uh, yeah we were one of the people that tried to also uh, escalate the amount that we can do on our side and yeah with that as well like some common issues were how well would the applications or solutions be able to handle like higher loads of users uh, how they would handle users connecting with like different but by higher loads you mean like a lot of people jump in, car or how, how, uh, in a car both in both in a single call or just amount of calls overall if the server servers get overloaded and stuff like that uh, some maybe offer only like up to like eight people 30 people some have maybe bigger like for global conferences, 500,000 people. So, so different for, companies,
0: different limitations.
1: Yeah, right. different different uh, uh, limitations and different solutions in the end for it as well. If for uh, example, oh, okay, continue, sorry. Uh, the, there's, uh, yeah, one was with the connection stuff, with the quality of connection that people have, maybe some some solutions handle, like if one user has a, like maybe a worse network connection, some apps handle it better and still maintain quality for the rest of the users. Some struggle with it. One connects with worse connection and everyone suffers from it. It's stuff like that. Maybe some hadn't worked on that before, and uh, yeah, the uh, market kind of demanded for it. And we came in at a good time, I would say.
0: If, for example, someone wants to learn the audio video quality testing, where can you do it?
1: Um... B- Back when I started in test develop and the whole idea that uh, audio video testing will be available or that we were going to do that I had looked around for that kind of stuff and yet universities had like research papers and stuff like uh, the algorithms for video quality audio quality whatever but I wouldn't say I really saw a lot of like a lot of places that offer that kind of stuff. But uh, now with, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm gonna plug Test.Lab School, <laughs> because uh, yeah, uh, I think TDL School offers uh, courses for that as well, for video conferencing, uh, quality uh, testing. And uh, yeah, I think it's uh, n- not only uh, good uh, good for the, for the engineers, uh, maybe someone wants to change the stuff they do and i i can say that it's a really interesting thing to do audio video quality testing and uh, yeah i should i would uh, recommend people to explore that as it's, well. it's quite narrow and specific niche
0: where you like do it
1: yeah, in in that regard, it uh, differs maybe from other sort of uh, Q, QA. Maybe work. that's why there isn't like ISTQB or, or any other
0: certifications out there.
1: Yeah, for specifically for audio video, I haven't really seen anything yet. Uh, maybe someone can like uh, f- create a paper and certification and... Uh, yeah, I think, I think that would be good for everyone, both for the companies that want to do audio video stuff like uh, make solutions for that maybe get uh, people uh, more educated on that stuff and for QA as well to just branch out into that because I think it's a big part of uh, our, our modern lives in one way or another. What would be your advice to the audio and video solution providers? Um, Main advice would probably be to not shy away from finding uh, experienced uh, people to help them with that. For example, like, yeah, again, saying that Tesla Lab has experience with that, but uh, yeah, it's just, I think that it's uh, just a normal thing to do to just improve their development process by uh, exploring these uh, possibilities of uh, getting uh, outside testing in that regard as well. But uh, yeah, I think also sometimes just like in any other uh, uh, other sphere of IT or whatever, just focusing on user uh, responses, user feedback is also very important because uh, we've had situations where in real testing scenarios we can detect stuff that maybe even the developers really hadn't any idea that it happened uh, and uh, yeah uh it's it's, a, it's an important thing for for uh, the audio audio quality testing to to be a part of the development process yeah what do you think the future holds for manual audio and video software quality testing um yeah in recent times um like more established clients will uh, f- more focus on automated slo- solutions,
0: right? So do, you, uh, do you think the automated solutions can fully replace audio and video
1: testing? Not really. Not really. Uh, uh, lab has also uh, worked in that regard on expanding the stuff that we can do. Uh, like uh, I think maybe I mentioned before, like mul- multiple sender, multiple receiver testing, it's hard to implement uh, in an automation side and at the end of the day you can have multiple people working on a single setup and you can have 30 people like 30 user tests and stuff like that and also we've had uh, uh, more of uh, testing solutions on the go Uh, I think we had a blog post about that where we would have a mobile setup in a van basically and that's Kind of stuff that uh, automation can't really replace. Uh, it would uh, only if you take the test and put the in it the part on it,
0: and fully create automate system. <laughs> that would be a solution, but
1: but yeah, uh, it's it's our job to find more solutions that we can uh, offer to our clients and provide more uh, more sort of. Uh, varying results and varying uh, uh, opinions on their product. And there's stuff that we have tried to uh, implement in terms of our network that uh, r- resembles like real uh, real networks, but there's still stuff like maybe connecting from different uh, mobile service provider towers. Uh, when you, for example, driving through the countryside, driving to the city, you connect one tower, you ha- then you, for example, if there's uh, worse uh, uh, coverage for the mobile network, you're going to have like disconnections and stuff like that. It's stuff that is uh, more difficult to do in automated setting. And for manual side, if we want to keep existing, we need to keep take, take another look at everything that we could do. And just Tesla uh, Lab is uh, working on that and yeah overall i think that uh, manual testing and like in any sphere be it like web test, uh, web automation and all that uh, manual testing is always the first step and it i think it should remain as a part of the process overall
0: yeah. that's a really nice uh, insight i think uh, we can start to kind of do a wrap up here but i have one more question uh, Question is, what is your go-to life quote?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, for life, I think uh, maybe not like word for word. We usually, would say uh, do things like harder than last time, or just replace harder with any adjective that you want. Maybe maybe work smarter than last time, uh, think longer than last time, whatever. It's just uh, something that I usually go by because, uh, be it uh, like if you put in effort at 100%, you can't really blame if something goes wrong at the end. You've done the most you can. And yeah, uh, that's, that's it, I guess. That's really
0: great. That's really great. I, I, I like that. I think, uh, yeah, we can we can finalize this and thanks everyone who joined our conversation with Edgars uh, where we discussed and spoke about the manual testing for audio and video software quality. It was quite informative discussion. I think you would agree on that, right?
1: Uh, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you enjoyed it, be sure to follow us on our podcast on Spotify or YouTube to catch more episodes where we will speak with more experts in various software engineering fields Uh, if you have any questions or comments or suggestions for the future topics that we could cover or anything else you'd like to share with us uh, please just reach out uh, on us to instagram facebook linkedin where we can found under the name tesla lab so yeah let's uh, continue to improve our skills and knowledge and see you in the next episode thank you very much edgus Thank you.
1: Thank you for inviting me. Cheers.